1: You're listening to the MLS Multiplex Podcast with contributors from MLSMultiplex.com.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the MLS Multiplex Podcast. As usual, it's Drew here with Josh and Connor catching you up on a wild week of Major League Soccer and soccer all over the place because... Soccer all over the world, or football all over the world, is back. Prem's back. Bundesliga is back. Serie A's back. It's all back. So it was a fun weekend. More so for some of us. I know it was really fun for Josh, but we'll talk more about that. Um, but yeah, guys, it's been about a week. It's been a couple weeks, I think, since we talked last. I was busy last week, so we got to miss. So it's been two weeks since we've talked last. Connor, we're getting ready for school to start. We talked a little bit about your school and their good graphic design and naming department. So how's, how's August been treating you as you get ready to start back up the semester so far?
1: Stressful, very stressful. Um, but we will get to that at some point later. Uh, other than that, yeah, I just sort of been chilling. Uh, you're going to have to tell everybody why we didn't record last week. Uh, because it is related to this. Uh, and I also want to know what said robot is like. What did um, he smell
0: like? That's what I want to know. What did he smell like? Yeah. I didn't
2: get access to sniff.
0: Oh, oh, so you weren't that close. To him.
2: I wasn't that close. I don't have sniffing access, but yes.
1: You were also masked, right?
2: No, MLS's policy is all vaccinated individuals do not have to wear mask in the office. That was a couple weeks ago. Obviously, that might be changing now. But because the league owns the team, so we go by MLS's policies, not like our own. But, yeah, I got to see the big man upstairs, Donnie G, Don Garber himself. Um, he came by the wonderful Nashville SC offices last week, a week ago today. He came and visited because Nashville's getting ready to open that new soccer-specific stadium. I got to walk inside the construction a little bit to try to take a picture. I got yelled at by a construction worker, but it was a good time. It's a nice stadium. It's going to be the biggest soccer-specific stadium in North America. Not North America, U.S. and Canada. It's going to be about 30,000 people, so that's exciting. And season tickets went on sale last week, so Don Garber came down, talked to us, did a whole production, um, talked to Walker Zimmerman, talked to some important people and i was just there for the ride man enjoying it living it up um yeah it was a good time so that's why we didn't record i had to talk to that don guy uh what is he like he's exactly like what i thought he was gonna be like he just chilled um he cursed in his speech and that was probably the best part i didn't think he would curse in front of us but he did it was pretty funny Um, what did the
0: word start with
2: s josh I can't really? say it because I don't want to get the E on our office. Our uh, that's, I,
1: I, that's I why can, I said I what letter did you start with? We have to have the beep it out.
2: Twelve-year-olds.
0: Will you? Would you bleep it out if we?
1: Yeah, easily.
2: Oh, he said. Sh-. That's what he said. I don't know. I can't remember the context, but I just remember him saying something and then everyone dying laughing. I was like, "That's been what, the highlight what, of the day."
0: What was the speech to? Was it just employees or was like people? He did and like he
2: did employees. And then he went to the stadium and that was live streamed, but no one was at the stadium. It was Don, Ian air, the CEO, John Ingram, the owner. like um, photo and video people so they could capture Wait. it for sure.
0: so did he say shit on No, he
2: said stream? it in front of the employees. Okay. Also nah. I just
0: wanted to say that so I could get bleeped.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> just you're the worst. It just says <laughs> It's just as extra Have you, seen those hey, you said you
0: could do it, Connor.
2: Have you seen the videos?
1: Yeah, it doesn't mean I want to do (laughs) it. It's
2: unnecessary censorship, and these guys will go in the cartoons and just randomly put the bleep in there. (laughs) Those are good. But yeah, that's why we didn't meet last week. I had to deal with some Don Garber stuff, but it was a lot of fun. Happy to get to do it. Um, This is my last episode recording in Nashville, unfortunately. Rip, I leave Saturday morning, so... It was fun, Nashville. I have a couple more days. They play Orlando City tomorrow, so I get to do that. But my time here is closing, unfortunately. But I get to go back to Athens, which is exciting. But nonetheless, disappointed to be leaving Nashville. Good city, good time, and a decent soccer team. But we'll talk more about that. But Connor, yeah, how was your week? With school stressful, I imagine. So that kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, as I was saying, everything's stressful constantly. Um, so, yeah, um, but. I guess getting closer, although dreading that because I don't want to go back. The break's been so nice. Uh, But Josh, you've had an interesting week. We won't get into why specifically, uh, but how was your week apart from what you mentioned with us off air?
0: Um, My last two weeks have been pretty good otherwise. I think what Drew was alluding to with the weekend, with having a good weekend, was Spurs winning? Yes. yes, bingo, ding, ding, ding. I realized um, I couldn't see my thumbs up.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I Yeah, I mean, I was, I was excited about Spurs winning, you know, for sure. I wasn't that excited because Spurs beat City last year kind of early season, and then City went on to win like 30 games in a row, and then Spurs lost like every game and then fired their manager midway through the season, so I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to put too much stock into the result. I was actually more upset that Leeds got embarrassed by Manchester United, because um, I was hanging out with a friend on Friday night, and as I was saying bye, I was like, go Leeds. And so the next morning, after I finished playing pickup and I went to check my phone, I was getting rightfully roasted for having said (laughs) go Leeds, because they lost 5-1. And then on top of that, another one of my friends, uh, she is just now getting into Premier League, And looks like she's picking Manchester United as her team, which is just super unfortunate. And then, actually, I happened to run into her at the Atlanta United game the next day. She was wearing a Marcus Rashford jersey. So that's okay because everybody loves Marcus Rashford because they should because he's an awesome guy. But everybody should hate Manchester United because they suck. Um, But, yeah, other than that, good weekend. It was nice to see Atlanta United win. I did go to that game. Um, Even better to see Joseph Martinez score – In Atlanta for the first time since October of 2019. I think it was 664 days or 644 days, something insane like that. So lots changed since then, since his last goal at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but it was comforting to see him score once again. Lots of North Americans also did some scoring this weekend uh, abroad. But before we get into that, Drew is going to talk about our amazing sponsor for this episode.
2: Yes, before we get into our wonderful North Americans abroad segment of a quick reminder about Manscaped's newest product, the Lawn Mower 4.0, which is included in their performance package 4.0. The package includes the Weed Whacker, which is waterproof so you can shave in the shower because I can't think of a better place to shave than in the shower your private alone and hopefully no one's going to come in there so you can shave in the shower which is a plus and we have a special offer for our listeners you can get the performance package 4.0 for 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided 20 at manscaped.com again that is 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided 20 at manscaped.com Lombore 4.0 performance package 4.0 waterproof weed whacker the whole nine yards it's a good time and now we'll get into North Americans abroad. <laughs> sorry,
0: sorry. You you went for privacy and not like cleanup. Like it's so much easier to clean. And then you went for the I hope no one walks in on you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is easier to clean up, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot easier to clean up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So privacy and cleanup. So you can shave in the shower because what two strikes and you're out. Shave in the shower, folks. And you can do it with a Weed Whacker 4.0.
1: Well, this was unbelievably awkward. Let's get into North Americans abroad. <laughs> Alfonso Davies today, as we're recording this, won his 10th trophy with Bayern Munich because Bayern Munich are the best team in Europe. Uh, he is 21 years old, proving that he's better than every other player in CONCACAF. Next super up, Cups don't count.
2: I ain't, I ain't going to deal with this. Nope, nope, we ain't doing this. Yeah,
1: su- super Cups don't count. Josh Sargent played his first game for Norwich. I didn't watch it because of why would I? Why would I? What about you two? I watched enough to see his little
0: cameo performance, and he didn't really do anything amazing. Actually, while we're talking about this, real quick, because we didn't get to talk about last week when the transfer was finalized, and I guess more for me and Drew since we're the Americans, but I'm of the opinion that this is not a great move for Josh Sargent. Um, one, I don't know how much he can develop in the Premier League because it's already such an established league, and you know the, the top-end talent is... You know so much there, and especially for a team like Norwich that will be battling relegation, he's not going to have a lot of room for mistakes in growing, which he needs right now because he's still only I think twenty years old, whatever age he is, he's still super young. Uh, the other thing is the manager has multiple times mentioned him as a winger, which we don't need him to be playing winger. We need him to be playing striker. So I'm not really looking forward to him being with Norwich. It would be great if he got you know gets lots of minutes and wins the job and you know this and that. Um, But I'm not super convinced about that move for him. Drew, what do you make of the move? And then we'll keep going on with some more North Americans.
2: Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about Norwich, so I'm not going to provide an in-depth analysis. But I think the main thing is just the position, right? He's been in the middle of this number nine striker hunt that I think U.S. Men's National Team fans have been on forever, it seems like it gets solved he went out on that hot stretch in germany and it felt like he was breaking through we cooled down daryl dk heated up now it feels like he's cooled down but that's for various reasons um so yeah playing on the wing that's not what we need and we just need a solid number nine and it's good that he's playing in the premier league getting to play against the best teams in the world i don't know how they did over the weekend i did not watch that game but yeah crushed by liverpool I uh, love that. But yeah, I will stay in the Premier League for now. And something that was a little more exciting, interesting, Christian Polisic scored for Chelsea in their 3-0 win over Crystal Palace. I think the goal was kind of a he was inside the six. It was a pretty bright spot, right time goal. Nothing too impressive, but anytime he's score in the Premier League, it's worth mentioning. Um, a game I did watch was Dortmund's 5-2 win over iTrack Frankfurt. Gio Reyna scored and played really well, I thought. Um, he, in the second goal, he was part of the really good buildup. And honestly, I feel like playing for Dortmund, man, if you just give the ball to Erling Holland, just see what he can do. The guy is a beast, and he's really good at doing that. So if the U.S. men's national teams gets someone like Erling Holland, all our problems will be solved. It's that easy. Get him to switch from Norway to America. That's all we need. Um, but what happened today, which is really exciting, Brendan Aronson scored the game-winning goal in their Champions League qualifier. I think he came on the second half and, yeah, came in, scored a goal, won the first leg 2-1, to one, and really exciting about that. Uh, a lot of hype went around him about that move and to see him do it and try to make Champions League is really exciting. But this just, just made me think about something. Jesse Marsh coached his first game in the Bundesliga. I think he lost, which is unfortunate. But he coached a game in the Bundesliga, which is awesome. American coaches tearing it up. We'd love to see that. And what else am I missing? Yes, Tanner Testman played his first game for Venezia. And, yeah, I didn't see it. Um, I think I get Serie A on ESPN+, Plus, but I did not watch it. So, guys, I went through a lot of non- not nonsense, but a lot of really good stuff. We had some goals. We had some solid performances. We had some not-so-solid per- solid performances. But, Connor, I feel like this is yours. Y- you have one choice, unless you want to surprise us, but what was your North American abroad moment of the week brought to you by...
1: Manscaped and Fan fansided. Now I've got to bleep out those two because they're not spread. Oh,
2: dang it, man. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah, you can't do worst. Worst. I was like, what are the most default MLS sponsors? And I that's what came say, to my mind. I
0: thought you were going to say brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs>
2: oh, shoot. I should have done that. Would you have to bleep that out?
1: Well, I I guess I got to edit in my voice saying Manscaped and <laughs> Manscaped. Um, well, I think I have to go Davies, though. I feel like... There's not really any choice on that front. He played over 180 minutes over the last, what, five days? And he wasn't expected to play a full 90 on the weekend. So clearly he's healthy. Clearly he's going to be healthy for Canada and the Olympic qualifying or Olympic World Cup qualifying coming up. Uh, But 10 trophies at the age of 21 is insane. Uh, And I don't think we can highlight that enough. The guy's crazy. He's a huge key part in. A lot of those trophies too. Uh, today, he played a crucial, crucial role for Bayern. So, great signs for the Canadian. Um, yeah, I guess maybe we should add this. Uh, Kyle Aaron bought a club in Canada, uh, or part own now part owns a club in Canada for like developing uh, kids and stuff. So, I guess that's notable. Uh, and there was some Canadian who transferred into the Russian league who looks potentially very promising. He's only like 22. So there's the other Canadian news I forgot to add to the doc. Um, but Josh, you have many more options than I did uh, to choose from. Which is your North American abroad thing of the week?
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Alfonso Davies. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs>
1: For once, <laughs> giving the Canadians the love that they deserve.
0: <laughs> um Now I'm going to go with Pulisic and not because he scored, but because he got to not play right wing back. (laughs) Um, I was watching the first half of that game and it was so refreshing to see him playing left wing, playing the middle a little bit, but definitely everything but right wing back, which is great um, because he kind of played there in preseason. And we know that um, Thomas Ducal has kind of tried to play him there in the past, both here at Chelsea. And I think in the past at uh, Dortmund when they were together. So glad to see him. More in a position where one, I think he'll play better and succeed with the team, and also we need again we need him getting reps in those positions because that's what he's going to play with the U.S. So um, that that's probably my highlight. Uh, Drew, what is your highlight uh, when it comes to North Americans abroad from this past weekend?
2: Uh, yeah, I went with I'm going to go with Arena, His goal in the Bundesliga in the Bundesliga opener. Um, yeah, he got the goal and I thought he played really well. He was a part of the buildup. Um, that led to the second goal really well. And I just thought he played good. Um, always getting that first game to get on the right foot. 5-2 win, I would like. Well, one of the goals was an own goal by Dortmund, which was depressing. But every year, is this the year that someone defeats Bayern? Probably not. But it's a good start for Dortmund after Bayern drew. So currently, I think Stuttgart are atop the Bundesliga right now. So let's let's keep it that way. Stuttgart forever. Let's keep it that way. So I'm going to go with Gio arena. In um, his goal in the Bundesliga opener.
1: We have to mention women's soccer news, because I forgot to add this to the doc, and I'm shocked both of you didn't put this in. First, I'm not surprised. Congratulations to Steph LeBay, uh, who got engaged. Uh, so it's been quite the couple weeks for her, winning Olympic gold and now being engaged to her partner. Uh, but the other big news was Carly Lloyd announced her retirement. You two are Americans. How big is that?
0: Um, I mean, obviously, it's huge. Kylie Lloyd, you know, fantastic striker, great player. Uh, I'm honestly a little surprised to see her retiring. It felt like she was going to play forever, honestly, with how high a level she's played at, uh, you know, even now. Um, a lot of people like to call her, you know, old or whatever, you know, she needs to be done, but she's still just like... It's almost as if those people, like, continued to fuel her into being elite. So, yeah, great, great career sad to see her go I don't think she'll leave the the um uh, I don't I don't think she'll you know be leaving the scene or anything like that I'm sure we'll see plenty more of her because it doesn't seem like her personality to just completely dip out although who knows but yeah great career
2: yeah obviously I think when it comes to women's soccer in the U.S. for us us young bucks I think one of the biggest moments was 2015 final where she dropped a hat trick and scored that goal from half field against Japan. So she's one of the more iconic players the game's ever seen. And like Josh said, a lot of a lot of people like to call her old. And um I'm with Josh after I saw her running sprints after losing that Olympic semifinal. I thought holy crap she's going for twenty twenty three. But alas she called it quits. She will she will finish the season with Gotham in the N W S L and I think she's gonna play their upcoming set of friendlies with the US. But yeah, I think this Olympic performance I think I, I think it's the beginning of the end of a lot of players. I think this group is on its way out and Carly Lloyd was just the first. Um, a lot of young players in the US system and I know they won bronze, but I feel like every time the. US steps on the field, um, winning gold or winning a World Cup is the standard. So we'll see what happens. She's old. A lot of young players in the mix and the game's growing all over the world. <laughs> So what? That's so rude. I mean, I think (laughs) she's she's like
1: called her old. She's like in her thirties.
2: I mean, I think she's thirty-nine. Ooh! All right,
1: for a soccer player, for an
0: outfield soccer player especially, that's pretty old.
2: Which is honestly the fact that she's old and she's this good. I feel like that should be a compliment, Miss Lloyd. So I know Carly loves the podcast. So Carly, (laughs) we love you, Carly. (laughs) Keep tearing it up. But yeah, it's uh, exciting, but but sad times.
0: You be careful, she'll come after you.
2: <laughs> if any player on the U.S. Women's National Team would do it, it's Carly Lloyd.
1: Yeah. If any woman from the U.S. Women's National Team listens to this podcast, please come on. Please. <laughs> we'd, we'd love to have you. Uh, and we're going to get zero responses because nobody does. Let's dive into MLS news. Uh, because we also have a lot of it. Uh, starting off with, kind of surprising in my opinion... Clement Diop and Montreal, put the foot, uh, terminated his contract. Diop asked for Montreal to terminate it. It was mutual termination. Um, so, very interesting move for Diop and for Montreal, who I believe uh, recalled somebody who was on loan in the CPL uh, in a subsequent move. But what do you guys make of this move? Do you think this was... Something coming, or were you su- sort of surprised that Diop would leave?
0: First of all, I had no idea about this at all. Somehow it did not make its way into my my Twitter timeline or whatever. Um, I'm extremely surprised.
1: Who who has been the keeper if it's not Diop? Well, they sold Bush to Vancouver, and he's now in Columbus, I think. Um, I'm not sure. Is it maybe Pantamiss?
0: Let me look it Okay, up. that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, th- I mean, it's so strange to me because Diop was doing so well, and the fact that it's at his request, I think, shows that <clears throat> he still wants to play, obviously. I'm curious to see if he'll land with another MLS team or if maybe he'll maybe go overseas or, or into another league. Uh, but, yeah, I am I am surprised. I guess Pantamis has been doing well enough to, you know, justify – uh, Wolford Nancy starting him so consistently. Um, but yeah, I I think it was only like a year ago, right? It was like MLS is back that he was playing well. And right after MLS is back, they's playing well. Um, also, I'll be honest, it's so hard to keep up with all the keepers that play for the three Canadian teams. Because <laughs> you got Cropot, you've got um, Quentin Westberg, you've got Alex Bono, you've got... Bono? Sorry. Bono. Dude, I don't know. I'm Look, man, I was named, named
1: in Vancouver, I was named after
0: a U2 album, okay? I have to call him Bono, all right?
1: You were named um, after a
0: U2 album? Joshua Tree. Is um, that annoying
2: one that got put on my iPhone without me giving permission? No, it's
0: not, okay? <laughs> I, I, I hate album. that YouTube? band. Was really good before that weird stunt, oh, okay? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, there's another player that I feel like I'm forgetting that's a goalkeeper. Um, yeah. No, no, I remember. It's, it's Hassal, actually. Thank you very much. Um, that's okay. how everybody pronounces it. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, you going to look it up?
1: <laughs> no, I'm going to look up the Canadian goalkeepers.
0: <laughs> but anyway. So I'm, I'm, I am a bit surprised by Diop. And like I said, it's so hard to keep up with all the quality goalkeepers that play for the three MLS teams. Uh, Drew, anything to add for Diop.
2: Not really, except that it came out of nowhere. Um, he's really good and MLS is back and yeah. I don't know where Montreal are currently in this tight bubble, I think, for that final playoff spot, so we'll see how this goes. I'm interested to see how the fans reacted. Unfortunately I do not follow any impact fans on Twitter. Maybe I should. Maybe I should learn French so I can understand what they're saying. But yeah surprised we'll see how it ends up because they're in a they're in a tight one right now and as currently the best team in canada which is wild to think
1: we will not get into that
2: (laughs) speaking of canada a good thing at least i think i think we can all agree a good thing that a canadian team is doing toronto fc in addition to the portland timbers slash portland thorns
0: are requiring okay
1: wait a second wait a second you had a natural transition from vancouver to vancouver and you chose Toronto and Portland. We went Vancouver to Vancouver. Oh, um, I'd be skipping a I think
0: a we lot. should save that for last. Because all right, we'll save it for it's last. It's the we'll save it for most last. serious of them. I was
2: trying to hype up TFC, and you cut me off, man.
1: <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> the, hyping them up's a little strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can dive into this. It wasn't specifically just TFC. It's the ownership. Group, which includes the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Maple Leafs, a whole bunch of places. Uh, But basically, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, MLSE, which I'll call them from now on, and Portland Timbers as well. I believe both Portland teams are now requiring either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to attend events or games at their venues. they're not the first teams to do this. I believe this is a thing in New York as well. And Manitoba also you have to do this uh, for the Winnipeg Jets and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the CFL, which you neither of you have probably ever heard of. Yeah, um, I've heard of them. You've heard of the Blue Bombers? Wow, yeah. I'm impressed. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's sort of the big news that came out today on the TFC front. I think Portland came out either today or yesterday sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think both them and MLSC did their announcements today.
1: Well, we're seeing more of this, more move towards full vaccination as teams take more um, of a leadership role on this sort of front. And I think it's a good thing. Uh, It's never a bad thing when you try to keep the public safe. So, yeah. Uh, Either of you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, as someone who just attended a
0: soccer match, the Atlanta United match with sixty plus thousand people and masks were a suggestion and not required and this proof of vaccination and negative test was not required. I love that so far at least a couple teams are starting to do this, a couple organizations. Um like Drew said, I, I think this is a good thing all around and I think it should be um more and more required because you know we can't risk having these big sporting events be like super spreader events. It's just, it's stupid, especially when it can be avoided by asking for proof of vaccination or making sure people are testing negative before arriving. So it's a small thing. It's, you know, let's just do it. Let's just do these small things so we can get closer and closer to get of getting rid of this virus, which I still can't believe we're having to, uh, you know, we're having to say these things, you know, a year and a half on plus, um, but speaking of Atlanta United, some other news came out today. Uh, it looks like the Atlanta United players are to be compensated following their MLS Players Association grievance in regards to not having enough off days under former manager Gabriel Heinze. Um, so, nothing huge there. You know, I think all it is really is just saying that it's being confirmed that Heinze didn't give them enough off days. I. I still think it's a little strange that this was an issue under Tata as well. And yet nothing ever came out about this as far as players being compensated. Maybe it happened behind the scenes and just nobody ever found out, Um, you know, no, no reporter or journalist got news or wind of it, but all the same that was reported earlier today, Uh, sticking in the Eastern conference, Philadelphia union have signed right back. Olivier Mbizo to a contract extension, Uh, He has played very well for them. He is their starting right back. Uh, It's good to have him around, especially after being such an integral part of the Supporter Shield winning team from last year and their team this year. And I am stalling so I can look up how old he is because age is an important factor. Thank you. As it comes up on my... Actually, he's 23. No, Wikipedia has not updated... Because his birthday was two days ago, so happy birthday, Olivia and Bizeo! Because we know you're gonna hear this. That's a pretty um, good. That's a pretty good birthday present. Contract extension. Absolutely, I, I can't think of a better birthday present, honestly, than getting more money. Um, <laughs> stay, sticking in the east some more. Uh, nice, fun, athletic article dropped today. They just keep knocking out bangers. Uh, and this one was about MLS's favorite franchise, Inter Miami. <laughs> We We finally got some more insight into what has been going so horribly wrong with this club since they've existed in this league. Uh, most notably, <laughs> most notably, uh, I can't remember his first name, but Clare, Clare, I think is how he pronounce his last name. Uh, he's one of the two owners that is looking to sell their stakes in the franchise. We talked about it on uh, on a podcast episode, I think a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, he is the one who ratted out Jorge Moss and David Beckham and Paul McDonough about violating roster rules. So it was their own owner that decided to say, we're breaking the rules, which if that is not the definition of dysfunction, I don't know what is. Um, I know, Connor, you didn't get a chance to read the
1: article yet. Go ahead and say your thing, though. I was just going to say. How bad does MLS's organization have to be that they need an owner to rat out his own team to figure out the financial issues? T-
0: to be fair, that obviously that is ridiculous and it is kind of dumb. But at the same time, I the more and more we find out about specifically this situation, the more and more I start to wonder if MLS is kind of comfortable turning like a blind eye to how people construct their rosters, because we, we even discussed this on our own pod when this came up, right? They can't be the only team breaking these rules. There is no freaking way that they're the only team in MLS of all 27 teams that is skirting around these really, um, you know, unnecessarily complex roster rules. So in a What's, sense, I'm okay. not surprised.
1: I want to know which teams are currently doing this. Definitely Atlanta. They, they on <laughs> on some
0: level they have been breaking these rules. I could argue, I, R- I, I think C- it's C- safe C- to argue oh yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to argue any of the teams that we recognize as big spenders. You can lump in Seattle. You can lump it. Well, you know, maybe they don't really spend big.
1: Cincinnati maybe for
0: Toronto. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, yeah, Cincinnati probably too.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree with that one. Actually,
0: L.A. Probably the two L.A. teams. Well, definitely the Galaxy, even though they were able to buy out whichever contract we I mean with Pavone, like they got around that somehow. It wasn't just, oh, he's a Tam loan signing, even though if we were to sign him to a real contract, it would definitely be a DP. There was probably some more in there that we don't know about. And why would their own franchise rat themselves out? That's that's (laughs) absurd It is absurd.
1: What's even stupider is the guy's trying to sell a steak, right?
0: Yes. So doesn't
1: what he do devalue the company and therefore devalue (laughs) his shares? That that is a good point, although at the end of the day, MLS
0: franchises are so ridiculously high priced because of their potential, then maybe he's not really losing that much. Although I wonder which came first. Did he decide he was going to sell his stake and then rat out his fellow owners? Or did he do that and say, while I'm at it, I'm also selling my stake? I would love to hear more about that. And hopefully we get even more tidbits in the near future from it. Uh, Drew, did you get a chance to read the article? If so, anything to add? If you didn't get to read it, anything to add?
2: I'm reading it right now. So um, it's fun to read. It's really interesting. I think the quote that's gotten everyone's heads is we launched a brand, not a team, uh, which was an anonymous source, so cannot give any credit to who said that? But, um, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That was a good quote that I think if there's any team in the league that that could apply to, it's Inter-Miami. Um, yeah, I'm at the part right now where he's talking about Paul McDonough. He had a lot to do, stretched too thin. The job was too big for him. Um, talking about hiring marketing agencies, and the team just didn't live up to what they the agencies were convinced of. So it's just... Oh my goodness. It's amazing that this team is so bad on the field and we talk about them so much because everything they're always in the news. They're getting a lot of attention, just not for good reasons. So,
1: One of the things that's just sort of great news uh, that came out in the hockey world is the release date for the Toronto Maple Leafs All for One series. I don't think you understand how badly I won an All for One series... Behind the scenes with Inner Miami.
0: Ooh, that would like, be so like the Last Dance. Yeah, is that like the All for Nothing Amazon series?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or did not I say All for Nothing?
0: M- I'm sorry, All or Nothing.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I, did I say okay. All for One?
0: Yeah, the the Toronto that's, FC slogan.
1: That's the TFC and <laughs> the Leafs slogan. Um, yeah, the All or Nothing series. I want one of those so badly. That would be the best peak content and to see <laughs> Jorge Mas having the conversation with Paul McDonough while negotiating this whole Matweety thing. Like, Oh, that would be the peak peak of content. Uh, Oh, I want that so badly. That'll never happen, but I want it so badly.
0: I, I just want to add in one more thing before we get into our last little bit of MLS news, but I, I, I haven't been super public about it, but I've been a staunch Paul McDonough supporter. I wanted to believe that he didn't do anything wrong. Um, I still do believe that on some level, he's being made a martyr for this whole mess in Miami. But after reading today's article, yeah, he uh, definitely took on too much, as it is stated in that piece by I think it was Paul tenorio who wrote that with some help from a couple other writers. but Yeah, it's a it's a bummer. I wanted to believe so bad that, you know, he was doing the right thing, but I'm not really sure he was at the end of the day. Um, But on to our last little bit of MLS news, Um, Connor, you probably know more about this um,
1: just because it occurred in your country. So I'm going to let you take it away. All right. I don't know a ton. Um, I know sort of the bare details, sort of the statement that was released by Vancouver and if you're not familiar with what happened, basically three Vancouver Whitecaps Academy players were assaulted in what is believed to be a racially motivated attack, uh, or it's currently alleged, uh, because obviously there's not been anything proven. I believe one person has been arrested. Um, one of the players is in hospital. He will recover. He's going to have to undergo surgery. Um, but... Yeah, I don't. I believe that the attack happened. It happened in BC. I want to say Burnaby, but I'm not 100% on that, uh, which is a town in BC. It's not Vancouver. Um, I think what this highlights, though, is every, we always talk about racism in the US and everything along those lines, but it the same hate that people talk about consistently in the U S exists in Canada too. Um, you know, this hasn't been the only hate motivated attack. There was a CFL player who's been involved. I'm not sure how proven or how confirmed this is, but involved in a homophobic attack in, on Toronto's Island, uh, or Toronto Island in Toronto. So I think what this really highlights just is, how this isn't just a US thing, this is a Canadian thing too. And while we like to act as though us Canadians are the good guys and we're the nice ones who always apologize and don't have a mean bone in our body, th- the truth is we aren't. And we have a very, very dark past um, involving race and racism and uh, heavily involved in the First Nations community. It's something that gets ignored a lot and I think we need to sort of start shining a light on things like this because they do happen day to day still
0: yeah just one thing I want to add on to that um you know something I've noticed the more and more I've gotten into soccer over the last few years um because it's really only been a lot you know as we've said before the last five or six years that I've really paid attention um like Connor saying, this is an issue that is all over the place. It is not just in the U.S. Um, you know, it's not just in Canada. It's it's all over the world. We've seen so many incidents and issues in Europe as well. Um, but I'm sure there are plenty of other countries that are dealing with the same issue. And you know, it's our job to say something and to speak about it and to you know to discuss how awful it is and how we all have to do our part in. Trying to stamp it out because it doesn't belong in the game. It doesn't belong in our lives. And anything we can do, no matter how small, will go a long way in the long run. So, soccer is a global game. We are all one people. We are all human beings. And we need to treat each other that way. Um, and for this to happen to those players is frankly sickening and just so disappointing. Um, so, hopefully. As he was saying, especially for the third player who is having to get surgery, hopefully they they recover and um, they can get past this awful, awful event.
2: Yeah, for sure. This is an issue that, like you guys said, it's all over the place, um, and it's all over our sport. Um, You see it in other countries, other leagues, and when it happens in MLS, it's kind of just a smack in the face that it's not very far away um, while Vancouver is pretty far away there are definitely issues all over the league and all over states and cities across MLS. So it's definitely something that has gotten people's attentions, but it shouldn't take an incident like this for us to think about this in MLS and just in sports in general.
1: Well, we're also, we should add is these, they're kids who got attacked. The oldest they'll be is mid teens. Like you, they shouldn't be subjected to that at that age. Um, So highlighting that and remembering that these are kids and it's going to stick with them for a long time. So while we may forget about it by next week, these kids are going to, it's going to be with them for the rest of their lives. What happened? And that's the case of all racism. Um, And we need to stamp it out of the sport. We need to stamp homophobia out of the sport. Everything, all forms of hate we need to get out of this sport. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is through talking about it and being vocal about it, even if it's a hard conversation to have. Um, So if unless either of you have anything you want to add, uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll talk some of the games from last week.
0: And we are back. Time to talk some MLS games from this past weekend, and we will start with the last game of the weekend and easily the most exciting game of the weekend. It was some nice, fun MLS after dark, some West Coast action, some Cascadia Cup action. It was the Portland Timbers and the Seattle Sounders facing off once again, this time at uh, Providence Park up in Portland, and Seattle crushed the Timbers 6-2, Very, very lopsided in the end. However, it was a very entertaining game throughout. Very back and forth, very fast-paced. I know you guys were able to see some bits and pieces of it. I was able to watch most of the game, and uh, it was very fun. Very fun rivalry game. And I I hope that that game alone made some more MLS fans, um, just because it was everything you love to see in an MLS game. It had some some back-and-forth rivalry action. It had some bangers. I think we were you know, we were talking about this in the slack, but you know, when we were talking about our goals of the week, we could have just stuck with this game. We could have just done goals of the Portland versus Seattle game. We didn't even have to venture out into the rest of the league with how crazy this was. Um, but yeah, very, very fun game. I think the the biggest takeaway from this, right, is just how good Seattle is. And we've been talking about it all year, um, but over the last, let's say, maybe month or two, Seattle's form has kind of dropped a little bit. They've picked up a couple losses here and there. Um, They've had pretty average results. I think I want to say in their last nine games, they've had three wins, three losses, and three draws. So it's been very, very even keeled across the board. So I guess I'll ask this question for you guys, and then I'll flip it and we'll talk about Portland for a second. But does this definitively say Seattle is the best in the West? And what does it say about them and where they stand in the league?
2: No, they're not definitively the best in the West. Because less than a month ago... Wrong, but okay. Less than a month ago, they got smacked 3-1 by SKC. So no, they're not definitively the best in the West. They're definitively number two in the West. And it's going to be really, really fun when these teams play in the playoffs because they're both really good, and I could see that game going either way. But no, they're not. They smacked Portland. And I know the banger goals were a lot of fun. But those that doesn't yell, you can't expect Ruiz Diaz. Well, I guess you can expect Rui Diaz <laughs> to do whatever he wants, but you can't expect volleys from corner kicks to be happening all the time. And no, they're they're really freaking good. They're they could win MLS Cup and surprise anybody. But you got smack three one by SKC. There's no, you're not the best in the West. Where does this put them as far as the league goes? Whew.
0: Well, they can't be first because they're behind no, I'm tr- Kansas City, apparently. Are
2: they? I'm trying to think, are they two or three? That's well.
0: I think the jersey that you're wearing kind of says the answer for you.
2: <laughs> oh, I guess I'll put them at three in the league. I'll put them at three. I'll say Revs one, SKC. If this is my power rankings, these are the power rankings that are going to get roasted um, in a couple of weeks. But I'm going to say Revs one, SKC. How about two. a couple minutes? A couple minutes. Yeah, I was hey. going
0: to say.
1: Let me
2: have it, but SKC beat them 3-1 less than a month ago, this is a good result, but like you said, this is, they've been on a whirlwind right, they just drew Dallas, they lost just lost to San Jose, they lost to SKC, they beat, granted the Austin win was phenomenally impressive because they rolled out the North Hall High School soccer children. team <laughs> and beat Austin FC, um, but no, they're not, SKC's better, they beat them 3-1 less than a month ago. No. Top three, yes. Top one, no.
1: I'm just pulling up this SKC game to see. Holy cow. How can you say... Seattle dominated that game? Um,
2: like, The score says otherwise, my friend.
1: Seattle had 13 shots, six on target. SKC had seven shots, four on target.
2: Get better finishing, my man. You got Rui
0: Diaz up there for a reason, dog. Okay,
1: okay. hold on. We are hold, forgetting... <sighs> In that game, Nicholas Ladero did not play. So.
2: He didn't play all 90 in this game.
1: Yes, but he did play. Like, it was guys, their best team. Guys. What? what?
0: We are forgetting about the greatest club competition in the history of the sport of football from earlier in the week. where historic both legacies. Played in this Glitzy. You're talking about rolling out high school
2: teams. Let's talk about SKC and this.
0: We are we are talking League's Cup, my friend. <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> no, we're not. We're Seattle not. beat T-Grace earlier in the week. The best thing to and happen to CONCACAF Since Nations League. And Sporting Kansas City got the absolute snot beat out of them. I don't care if they're rolling out kids. Seattle can roll out kids and get a result. Why can't SKC do it? SKC's doing this against League
2: MX. Seattle's doing this against Austin FC.
0: Are you saying Austin FC and Liga MX are not the same?
2: That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> how dare you!
1: This we've just. Oh God. Okay, but oh for real God.
0: though, Drew, I can't believe how wrong you are about this. Yeah. I, I don't like that you're basing one re, like one head-to-head result on. on this. I have
2: multiple drawing with Dallas.
0: Like I like I said, literally Seattle losing has kind to San, of San Jose. Been, okay. Like I said, look at the shots.
2: Shots don't win points, my friend. Goals
1: do. But they show who dominated.
0: Speaking. Oh wait, actually, Sporting Kansas City is ahead of Seattle. Yes, that's weird.
1: How many games have they played?
0: Uh, Nineteen. That's not even Steven.
1: Okay, so moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will die on this hill if you won't.
0: No, I mean, we're both done. Look, we both know we're we're right and Drew is wrong, and so we don't need to discuss it any further. But I'll
2: (laughs) take my 3-1 win. I'm going home.
0: Oh, my God. One out of 34. Um, Portland. Portland is the team on the end of this drubbing. Uh, Real quick, I just want to add that we're getting a Seattle-Portland rematch in Seattle this month, 12 days from now, as recording this. Sunday, August 29th, up at Lumen Field in Seattle. We will get a rematch. By the, the way...
1: prime, prime time of 10.30 p.m. Hey,
0: hey, West Coast, MLS after dark. As this past weekend proved, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, by the way, I'm picking Portland I'd agree Portland with it if it win. wasn't a Sunday. That's true. But I'm picking Portland to win that game, by the way. I know we're a couple weeks away from it, but that just screams like... You, you would expect Seattle to... That doesn't mean Seattle is not the best team in the league, Drew. I don't know what you're... You're, like, kind of doing a VAR motion, but then you're, like, pointing at yourself. I don't know. Um, I was going to ask
2: have, you, if that happens... We need a VAR Seattle, on
0: your opinion. Um, and you'll check
2: and see that's right. But anyway, <laughs> if that happens, will you still die on this hill after... Let's say you're right, and Seattle lose at home to Portland... Are they still the best team? Wait, when you say the best team in the West, does that also include best team in MLS?
0: Well, I can't say New England's the best team in MLS. So that would Just be admit fee, myself. but whatever. No, no, no. We'll, we'll talk about that later when we talk about their game. But I, I would depend on these other results before I you know, form an opinion. You know what I'm not going to do, Drew? I'm not going to form my opinion on one single game. That's if what I'm it, not going to do. If it ends
2: 6-2 to two, Portland...
0: That does not mean Seattle is not the best team in the West. It just means they're getting owned by their rivals. You know? At
2: home. It's 7th yeah, place Yeah, just like Portland, Portland just did.
0: Okay, so speaking of I'm Portland. I'm not saying Portland's the Portland. best team. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody is. Um, are, should we be worried about Portland at this point? I mean, the fact that they are they're sitting in 7th. They just got embarrassed at home to their rivals in what was an extremely embarrassing fashion. You know, you, they got scored on in a variety of ways, which is always tough to deal with. Um, but yeah, Portland is sitting there at seventh. And frankly, they wouldn't be in the playoff picture if not for LAFC also being extremely mediocre. And San Jose, they're kind of on the up and up right now. But yeah, Portland, worried or not. I know my answer, but I want to hear your guys' answers.
1: Not because I look Why? at their schedule for the rest of the year, the tough teams they have. Sporting KC tomorrow, as we're recording this, so that will have happened. Then they get Austin. Then the they League get the MX champs. What? <laughs> Austin C equals
2: Liga MX. Ah,
1: oh, God. Then they get Houston. So, so far, I see two games guaranteed wins. Austin, Houston. Then they get Vancouver. Colorado, tough game. I'd say it's winnable. LAFC, spiraling. Real Salt Lake, winnable. LAFC again, spiraling. Then they get Inter-Miami. You're guaranteed a win there. Galaxy in October. (laughs) We'll see how... (laughs) healthy they are. Vancouver again, Colorado, San Jose, Real Salt Lake, Austin.
0: Yeah, so they're definitely playing some of the average to lesser than average Western Conference teams. I I think Portland's going to be okay because they're getting healthier and healthier. Sebastian Blanco just made his first start in almost a year. Um and he's not, you know, he's not even 90 minutes fit yet, so scored a goal, I think? Yes, he did. He did. Um, So he's going to be a menace the rest of the season as he continues to get healthier. Uh, Yaroslav Niasgoda also made his first appearance, I believe his first appearance of this season um, since he tore his ACL back in November. So he is starting to work his way back into it. Um, Eric Williamson did not play in this game either. He is, I think he had to quarantine because of a COVID contact or something to do with the gold cup. I, I can't remember which, uh, what what the reasoning was exactly, but this is not a, a fully functional Portland team just yet. Um, and therefore, I think they can they can kind of work their way back into it. Uh, but let's let's move on now into some other MLS games from this past weekend. Um, as fun as it is to talk about Portland-Seattle in that game, we probably should not spend the whole time on it. So let's talk about an even more exciting matchup, the Chicago Fire and the Columbus Crew. The best rivalry in MLS. I don't even know why I put this in the dock. <laughs> you put this in the dock because... Columbus freaking lost. <laughs> That's the only
1: reason I put it in the sh- dock.
0: <laughs> they are struggling. You want to talk about spiraling? It's Columbus. First, you lose to one of the most dysfunctional clubs in the league right now, Atlanta United, at home, right? Super embarrassing. And then you follow it up with a loss to Chicago, which is arguably an even worse team. So things are not good for Columbus right now. They've lost
1: four straight, too, against the other two teams, D.C. United and LAFC. Fair. Their last win came against Atlanta.
0: Yeah, and even then, Atlanta arguably outplayed them. They just couldn't finish any of their chances. Um, So let's talk about Columbus, which, before we do that, let me just say one quick thing about Chicago. They're kind of hanging on right now. I don't think they have enough to make a playoff run, and I think you guys would agree with that statement, but they have kind of righted the ship right now um, and are stringing along some decent results, but it is probably going to be too a little too late for this season. But Columbus, what is wrong with Columbus? Drew, I want to hear from you first.
2: Yeah, so I have to give a major shout-out to Joe Lowry with MLS. He wrote a pretty awesome article about What's going wrong with him? He bought, brought in a bunch of numbers that I don't understand, but he's a smart soccer mind, so highly give that a read. Um, but, yeah, he was talking, you know, I think we do need to cut him some slack. They've had a couple injury bugs biting no. them, as Josh nods said. You know let know why? Me, let me because, finish.
0: The best, because the best team in the league, the Seattle Sounders, they
1: got injury Ooh. bugs, and yet here they are all the way up at the top, and they're uh, not the top. four in a row. The top? True, true. Look at. It. top. <laughs> Look at their roster from this weekend Look at this key, or Against Chicago Who are they missing? Oh crap my Zarda could, my started Zarda oh, started For the first time in a, a while Santos Magby All healthy Etienne Healthy You had Molino On the uh, Come off the bench Sure you got William Fraser Starting at right CDM Great You got Hurtado on the bench Right Phillips on the bench You got Affle on the bench they're healthy.
2: Arthur is out for like, and let's not forget, Aiden Morris is out for the season. So let's not forget about that injury. Arthur okay. is out for like months. Yeah, you know, Valenzuela is out for two- six to ten weeks with a hamstring injury. They still, they should be held accountable. And okay. Zardes has been missing for a while. It's not like he's been playing the whole season with Gold Cup and U.S. things.
0: All right. You, you make kind of fair points. And they're not in
2: last. They're still in the, are they in the playoffs? They're eighth, seventh? They are they're eighth. They're eighth.
0: Eighth. Oh. Ugh, below Montreal and D.C. That's embarrassing. But Montreal is disc- good. And we're not getting no, into not. that. They're not good. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but to their
2: discredit, Zellerion is not playing like we expected him to. I think Lowry pulled up. He's losing the ball more than anyone in MLS while dribbling. He's lost the ball 78 times, which is not just the most among midfielders, forwards. It's literally the most in MLS. So, when your magician who successfully destroyed the Seattle Sounders, the third best team in the league in MLS Cup last year, is not playing, he's playing like a- Ezekiel Barco on steroids. He's just losing the ball while dribbling. Oh, God. That's not a good recipe for success. So, between not having a lot of players and your best player not playing well, not a good combination. However, I'm not giving up on them because they're right there. And if Zellerround gets hot, don't let the crew get hot. But I think between injuries and your best player not performing well, that's what's wrong with the crew. Connor, what do you think is going wrong in Columbus?
1: I don't know. That's the thing. I think this is a team with a supreme amount of talent. But I think they're just not able to make it work. I think it... I, weren't the Philadelphia Eagles like this a few years ago? Where they got... Weren't
2: a the Portland Timbers like this a few years ago? Caleb Porter wins MLS Cup, follows it up with a bad performance.
0: That's true. They did miss the playoffs the year after they won MLS Cup under Porter.
1: Maybe we have something there. Uh, honestly, though, I don't know. Like Maybe the amount of shifting there's been in the roster with pe- players going on international duty... Uh, And yes, they have had a few injuries, obviously. I don't really know. It's kind of mind-boggling to me when I look at the talent on that team, how they are still losing games to Chicago. They shouldn't be losing, period. Yeah, I'm not going to claim to know the answer
0: to this either. Um, I'm kind of with Connor. But like Drew said... Zellarion's having lots of issues. Um, Also, Matt Doyle was kind of writing about this a little bit, but the underlying numbers for Columbus were not very good last year, even when they won MLS Cup. They just, they got hot down the stretch, and then they played well in the playoffs, and they were rewarded with the MLS Cup win, and we've talked about it on here before, but What do you need to win MLS Cup that puts you above the other teams? Superstars and superstar performances. And that's what they got from Zillowary It's what's happened to every MLS Cup winner in the last few years. You get these outstanding performances from your top players at the right time. Columbus is just not putting it together anymore. They're not getting those results. They're not grinding out those results. And as Connor is talking about with the talent, they should be. They should be getting these results. And they're just not so maybe it is Caleb Porter that's the the real problem here and maybe he just doesn't know how to coach teams the year after they win the championship. I don't know, it's a very weird it's a very weird issue to have. And uh it will be kind of funny if Columbus doesn't make the playoffs this year and Caleb Porter will have done this twice. Um which begs the question maybe not for us since we've all experienced Uh, championships in the last handful of years but I wonder if you were to find say uh, a a Red Bull fan you know someone dying to win MLS Cup what if you said to them Caleb Porter will get you a championship but then you will be terrible after that for a little while and you won't be able to come back until a couple years later do you think they would take that As
1: as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan I would take that without even thinking twice
0: yeah, as an Atlanta yeah. Falcons fan, I would definitely take that. I'd give it all away
2: for a Super Bowl, yep, do it in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> so it's probably worth it, if we're being honest, if we're really, really looking at the situation. But it is a weird situation regardless. Uh, speaking of Red Bulls, let's talk about their game against the Montreal Feet. Uh, Montreal won 2-1 to one at home. And someone put in the document. Can we take Montreal seriously now? To which I wrote, No, Red Bulls are terrible. They are so bad. And Connor, you can be as upset with me as you want, but they're not good. And I know you want so badly to be right about Montreal. You, how badly you want Montreal to be right or uh, to be right about Montreal making the playoffs and being a good team, is how badly I want New England to not finish in the top three. <laughs> We want to be so right about our preseason takes because all of the rest of them are terrible, but I don't think we can take Montreal seriously. I will say they are a good team. They are better than we expected. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs for, for the record. That's my opinion. Uh, And Red Bulls are garbage right now. They are so bad. And I think that's why Montreal was able to beat them. Discuss Connor. Fight me on this.
1: I just think Montreal are good. Like, I think they're a good team. They claw results against competition that they should get results against. Uh, obviously, they did lose to Miami, and they did lose to D.C., but Ooh, they got a draw Miami. against Atlanta. They won against New York. They won... Or they lost, early July, they won against New York. Um, like, I think this is a team mid-table, and that's where they are. And I don't think everybody's giving them enough credit. They still think of them as a bottom five team. I think this is a mid-table club who may not make the playoffs. I could see Columbus jumping them uh, if they go on a bit of a run, but I think it's a team that just doesn't get enough credit. It's as simple as that.
2: I can go with you on the not get enough credit. Wagon. I think just because when people think of Canadian clubs, they think of TFC just because of their recent run in Vancouver, hasn't gotten it done yet. I I think I can, I can agree with pretty much everything you just said. I don't think they're a bottom five table team. I don't remember where I had them to start the season. I think they'll hover around the 7 8 9 mark. Um, we'll see what happens with the Lane United. That's just who the heck knows what's going to happen with that. Again, with Columbus, like you said, they're two points behind. So, if the crew get one weekend results bouncing their way, they're in seventh, and Montreal's on the outside looking in. Um, I think I'm not taking them seriously just because they lost to Miami, which I can't say that for other results that we don't want to talk about. But they also let in four goals to Cincinnati, which is okay, some, they no, still won the game.
1: No, 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 no. Cincinnati does have a good attack, The one thing Cincinnati what can do is say. score. The one thing Cincinnati can do is score. They can't defend. Montreal capitalized on that because they scored five on them.
2: (laughs) Cincinnati has scored two goals in the last five games.
1: Okay, who's that against?
2: Orlando City, the Red Bulls, a 10-man DC United. (laughs) And they didn't score.
1: Okay, so right now we're looking at Nashville, who top three team in the east one of my worst takes of all time was having them not in the playoffs yeah we. dc know. yes they should have done better new york similar team i think you're underrating new york wait city orlando, or red bulls red bulls oh Ugh. Ugh. So orlando bad. they managed to get a goal against like Yeah, but
0: anybody can
2: score on Orlando. Orlando has allowed 23 goals. They're a pretty mediocre team defensively. Nothing special. They're not a Nashville or an NYCFC or anything out of toronto that's for sure allowing 40 goals holy crap okay Ooh, okay
1: remove seven of them because they came in one game
2: no those seven <laughs> goals still count my man
1: yeah i know they still <laughs> do but it looks a lot less bad
2: you remove those seven goals they are They're still the next worst to last most. no shout out portland for allowing six if you remove the seven goals portland would be the worst offensive team in the league
1: it's not good in TFC town, but we'll get there. I think you guys are criminally underrating Montreal. I think they're a good team. I think they have talent and I think they're going to perform even better over the next few weeks because all the other teams are going to lose players to international duty and Montreal is going to lose Samuel Piet and that's it. So they're going to have a strong team to finish the season and they're going to be at home, which is big. The start of the season, they weren't home. Uh, so, yeah, I think you guys are underrating at Montreal. Let's go to a team. you're one of us is underrating for some reason, and we're all underrating fairly the other team, New no. England versus TFC. Man, both of those things are wrong. Well, I misspoke with TFC. We're all rating Aimed TFC properly. On. TFC suck. You, How no, can you, you underrate
2: won. TFC? You don't. I know that's not what you meant to say, but I'm thinking there. Yeah. How can you underrate the worst team in the league? One of the worst teams in the league.
1: I misspoke. It was, yeah, I got lost halfway through that sentence. Uh, <laughs> New England beat TFC two to one. I don't know if either of you watched this game. TFC outplayed New England. Um, they just did. And if it weren't for Eric Zavalletta tackling a guy in the box, <laughs> It probably would have been a different result. Um, But I guess my question, given that we're halfway through the season, is it time to write off TFC? Uh, Yes, I think it is. Um,
0: They are not... They're not bad anymore. Like, we've talked about this. They have the talent. Like, they have a pretty strong roster. The back line is questionable. But... In MLS, it shouldn't really matter just because their midfield and, um, you know, attack can pretty much outplay anybody in MLS. So I don't think they're a bad team. However, they are in such a big hole and they haven't done enough to climb out of it so far since firing Chris Armas that I just think there's too much ground for them to make up. Although it should be said, since we're still kind of around the halfway point, we did write off Minnesota at the beginning of the year because they had a brutal start to the season, and they are now sitting somewhat comfortably in the playoff picture. So if Minnesota can do it across half a season, then who's to say Toronto can't? And Toronto has at least a game in hand. Nope, just kidding. That's their point total. My bad. I was looking at yeah. the wrong number. <laughs> they have
1: two games over <laughs> Cincinnati and Inter-Miami, although one of their next two games is against Miami. That 15 is looking really, really low. And I just
0: realized that that is the worst point total in all of MLS. So, man, Chris Armis blew it on a massive scale. He just he took a pretty thing and just stomped all over it. Um, Drew, is it time to write off Toronto FC? And then after you do that, I have to apologize.
2: Yes, it is time to write off TFC. I also want to know, Connor, what was your reaction when Tejan Buchanan scored? Were you happy or sad?
1: <laughs> well, initially I pretty angry because I thought Bono probably could have done better with it. And then I saw it again and he did get a piece of it. Uh, but I wasn't that upset. Like I was expecting it. I texted or I messaged you guys in Slack uh, before the game. Tajon Buchanan's playing his first ever game at home at BMO Field. So that they always score when that happens. Um I wasn't that angry. Honestly, I will, it, it's a good story for a local kid. I'm happy for that.
2: That's, that's a good way to look at it. Cause the other way of looking at it is that Toronto is not good. And yeah, I think it's time to write them off. Um, <laughs> Atlanta next Miami, which who the heck knows Miami man. I don't know if that's my, I don't want to spoil it, but that's going to be a fun one. Uh, Miami, Nashville, Cincy, Colorado, Randomly I live, like Colorado. What is up with that? Um, yeah, I don't, I think it's time to write them off. I think this gap is way too big. And again, when, like you guys were saying, when the two teams ahead of them have games in hand and more points still, and the Red Bulls have a game in hand, uh, yeah, I think it's too big of a hole to climb out of. I think the best they can do is end the season on a positive stretch because Chris Armas dug him a pretty big hole after beating Leone that one time. Man, can you imagine that? That was this season. They beat Lyon in a Champions League game.
1: It's so much hope, so much hope.
2: That's what gets you.
1: Hope is both the best and worst drug you can take. Um, I am going to disagree with you too. I think it is too early to write off DFC because have you looked at their schedule?
2: They they have an interesting schedule. They have some good teams and some pretty bad teams, which I think speaks to the Eastern Conference more than it does toronto because you go from playing miami to nashville and colorado which is a random smack in the middle of all this nonsense is that you play colorado and you get philly a couple times a pretty a relatively easy schedule you have a point
1: i think if they don't get three point if they don't get a minimum of four points by the time we record our next podcast I'm writing them off. Minimum of 4, ideally 6 because they should win against Atlanta and they should win against Miami. Uh albeit all of those both of those games are on the road. Um I think it's a little early. I think this is a team that could go on a run who's been playing really really well uh lately. Achara coming back has been a revelation. Um so I think it's a little early. I think Two weeks from now, or a week from now, I might have a different answer, but I can still see them getting in if they're able to get out a couple of tough results against a couple of good teams. Um, And getting points against teams that they're fighting against for the playoffs will be huge. Um, Because, you know, they get a couple points against Montreal, or they get three points against Montreal, that's three points closer to the playoffs they win against Miami and Cincinnati. They jump those two teams. I'm not going to write them out yet. Uh, I think we might be a little premature on that. But I understand your thinking. Yes, true.
2: If this team, I don't know how realistic this is, but if they pull out a Canadian championship, will that make up for this nonsense that they're in right now? Because I see they have a quarterfinal in the middle of all this against TBD, the powerhouse of the CPL, TBD.
1: Yeah, uh, I probably not, because I just expect them to win this every year. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be actually very interesting to see how they go at that game, whether or not they go, actually play players.
0: Go Forge. I hope Forge wins the whole thing this year.
1: I don't know if they're in it. What? They're Canadian
0: They got robbed of last year's Canadian
1: Ford championship. Forge was robbed. Let's look.
0: What happens
2: when a Canadian Premier League team wins CCL before MLS does?
1: <laughs> that will never happen. Also, An it's team winning crazy. CCL.
2: To, I agree.
0: <laughs> it is also crazy to to think that there's a chance. It is possible that a USL team could one day win CCL.
1: Like that is Atlanta United. The twos
2: have been turning it on, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> theoretically so, possible. Four are still in it. Uh, yes. They're automatically in the quarterfinal. Toronto yeah, FC are. will get... TFC will get one of York United or Masters Football Academy. So probably York United. I don't know who Masters Football Academy is either. It so sounds
2: like a uh, adult league, like the league Josh plays in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like.
1: I wouldn't rule it out, uh, to be honest. But let's do goals games Wait, no, players no, no, no. i gotta i
0: gotta josh apologize. has to
2: apologize i gotta, oh, yeah, apologize. You gotta
0: apologize right we gotta talk New England about the revolution
2: twitter open your ears
0: i apologize drew for making you lose all of your money
1: i'm not apologizing for that
0: oh New England no revolution. <laughs> it is not time it is not time. This we man, are halfway through
2: this thing. This man. More than oh a gosh, game over halfway. Let's, oh, my god. Right? Let's add gosh. a little bit of
1: context. Context. Oh. <laughs> because people okay. can't read our Slack messages. This is true. So,
0: first of all, we all know about my horrible take on the New England Revolution, that they're not a top three team. So, I was definitely baiting you into thinking I was going to apologize for that, which I'm not. I'm not until the season ends. And it well, is you did just admit them. it was a
1: horrible take, so... It is...
0: It is a horrible take, but am I gonna be wrong? Heck no, I'm not (laughs) gonna be wrong. I'm gonna be right about this. Um, And I'm talking to you, New England fans, that are back in my mentions this week, claiming (laughs) victory, even though we still have like 45% of the season left. The best fans. Don't do that. It's MLS. Are you crazy? Speaking of being MLS, in the Slack, we had a nice, cordial discussion about betting. (laughs) And I, like the genius I am, Suggested that this game would end two to one, and I was right. I just only picked Toronto to win. That's not important. What's important? Is yes, that I got is. the score, Right. That's <laughs> the
2: only thing that's important. And <laughs> who wins? Yes.
0: Yeah, so I we were talking about this game, and I felt like this was the perfect kind of game for Toronto to win. Uh, and I mean, hey, is that so crazy? They just beat New England a couple weeks ago. Although it was midweek, and we all know about that midweek MLS magic. Um, but yeah, I thought Toronto was going to win two to one. I told Drew to bet his entire net worth on that game and he did and he lost all of it and now he can't support his family. So no, I'm totally kidding. I think (laughs) I'm recording beside a dumpster. (laughs) Drew, did you even put any money? Did you end up actually betting on this or did you not follow my smart advice?
2: I did not follow your terrible advice and, uh, I think I took the weekend off, which is probably wise.
1: you listen to my wise advice I
2: should have bet the over on Seattle Portland though but <laughs> <I was laughs> like,
1: yes maybe I'll which bet yeah
2: we got a game say, having don't a do reward. that for no game
0: exactly don't speaking of games uh
2: year. should I watch San Jose Minnesota or Galaxy Rapids
0: Galaxy Rapids.
2: All right. You heard it here first. I'm watching it. Oh, God, as I don't know.
0: Those are both good. You know what? I'm going to watch both of them at the same time.
2: They're starting right now, folks.
0: Yes. I, after we're done with this episode, I'm going to... Get to your
2: TVs folks. now.
1: We forgot to mention something. Josh did this to Drew. The week of his birthday, too.
0: Oh, that is true. That is very true. Happy Jeez, belated man. birthday, Drew. You turned 20-
1: 22. Nice. Taylor Swift
2: Yep A banger
1: So you can tell How good of a Friend Josh is Making his friend Go bankrupt The week of his birthday birthday. Happy birthday Spend
2: $15 (laughs) On this league No I didn't bet Any money I'm glad I didn't though
1: Cause you're a smart man And you should never Bet on MLS Because MLS Is crap to bet on Instead you should bet On international soccer Because it's guarantees And cock a calf Because the odds Are terrible I lost Even a ton though, of money
2: on Euros, my man.
1: Yes, because the Euros, you don't bet on the Euros. I lost a ton of money on the Euros, too.
2: Okay, we're all in this together.
1: We're all in this together. It's, we're all a depressed, upset family. Uh, let's do goals, players, games of the, uh, to watch, all that fun stuff. We'll start off with MLS Multiplex history. The first time, our goal of the week, all came from the same games from the same game who wants to go first not josh you're going last (laughs) drew you're going first i'm going second
2: i went with which normally would probably easily win goal of the week in mls but rather it does not even win goal of the game or goal of the half that it happened in i went with rivalry diaz's free kick and the fun story about this was i was You know, scrolling through Twitter as it happened, and Matt Doyle just tweeted out, this game is on crack. And I said, what is he talking about? And my stream was a little delayed. And I look up, and I see Rui Diaz punish that soccer ball for no good reason and somehow (laughs) didn't rip the back of the net. Um, So he was right. That game was on crack. That was a good goal. Straight off the free kick. First time he'd ever scored off a direct free kick and with his time as a sounder. Yeah. And... Won't forget it anytime soon in Providence Park. And that doesn't get you much better than that. So I went with Ruby Diaz's banger. Connor, you went with another banger, which again probably would be an easy vote, but wasn't even the best goal of the game. But who did you go with out of this one?
1: I went with a goal that Josh didn't think was very good because Josh is an idiot, but Freddie Monteros, Beauty Curler. Yes, true? I
2: have to say, we've been roasting your takes a lot, but good job on the Freddie Montero take about Seattle. Every time he scores,
0: I'm like, dang it, Connor was right. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Connor, you get a win for that.
1: I will take my lone win this season, with maybe Montreal following it. Uh, We'll ignore my Nashville take. (laughs) Honorable mention for Goal of the Week, by the way, Honey Mukhtar, because that goal was disgusting. Uh, But I went with Freddie Montero to make MLS Multiplex history, uh, because this goal was just as deserving uh, despite what Josh said about the goalkeeper getting a hand to it, it just showed how much power was on the curl and how unstoppable it was. But Josh, tell us your story. Why did you steal this goal from me and why was I nice enough to give it to you?
0: Well, I did end up picking the Jimmy Madronda volley. Um, which, by the way, and I think I sent this clip to you guys, or if not, you guys have seen it. There's an excellent video of the Sounders fans at Providence Park. They've got a drum up there, and whoever was with the drum hit it as soon as the um, corner was kicked. So it made it sound like the ball was getting kicked, and then they hit it right as Madronda made contact on the volley. So it's so cool having that drum like kind of spice up what's going on on the field. Uh, And that goal happened right in front of the Sounders fans, too. So if you haven't seen that video, I I encourage you guys to seek it out. Uh, But, yeah, I picked Jimmy Madronda's wonderful volley. And the reason why I was allowed to pick it as my goal of the week, even though Connor wrote it in the doc first, is because Jimmy Madronda liked my tweet reacting to his goal. So that was fun. I was just chilling on my couch, and I got the notification, and I was like, Jimmy Madronda. And I was like, wait a minute. This is probably some, like, fan account, you know, some niche Like, you know,
1: how I'm sorry. Name numbers. How did you just say that?
0: Niche? Niche? Niche. Niche? All right. I mean, I was close. Not
1: niche. Niche. Isn't niche the sign?
0: But how do you say achara? Do you say ashara? There's an E at the end. So?
1: So?
2: Niche. The English language doesn't make sense. This isn't even an
0: English word, is it? it doesn't.
1: Uh, I think it might be French. It doesn't matter because we
0: pronounce words differently anyway.
1: No, you're wrong.
0: You say bean and we say bin. What? Yeah. If you say someone is a has-been. Oh. We say has-been, but Connor says (laughs) has-been. Am I (laughs) wrong? That might just be my terrible saying,
1: (laughs) uh, speaking. I
0: think it's just a Canadian thing. But anyway, Jimmy Madronda picked his goal. He liked my tweet. It doesn't matter that he probably liked everybody's tweets reacting to his goal, because that's definitely the case. But you guys didn't tweet about it while you were watching the game, and I did, so I get the goal.
1: Well, I didn't watch the game, so that would have been tough for him to like a tweet and reacting to it. Uh, But I'm curious. How many times have you guys been interacted with somebody, like a player on social media? I've had it happen twice. I had Chris Mavinga. I had a little conversation with him after he got in a car accident. And... Yes, um, Laurel Simon has liked a couple of my tweets.
0: What about you uh, guys? I feel like I mean obviously the the Rev's Twitter account uh, they got yeah. me <laughs> they got me good. Well, I got um, I got Byron
1: too, so yeah,
0: that's true. I'm trying to think I don't know if I've had any other direct. I've had some um, some journalists, you know like Matt Doyle Angie Wiebe. I've interacted with those guys a couple times, uh, Pablo Mauer. Um, but as far as like actual players go, I don't know. The closest I've ever gotten is interviews in person, but that's not Twitter, so.
2: I got the Whitecaps liked my tweet one time, and Drew Carey retweeted me from the Price is Right. He's a big Seattle Sounder Ooh. fan. What do you yeah. mean, I was
0: going to say, Price is Right, you mean he owns it? part owner.
2: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, he's a part yeah. owner of the Sounders. Oh my gosh, oh He's what? always been a huge, yeah, he's always been, he's, I think he's been yeah, with he's them an OG. since the club started. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: you he make one good tweet about the
0: Russell Wilson. Yeah, he was way wow. in there. Wow.
2: Yeah. So So
0: Drew, what you're saying is you were retweeted by part owner of the best team in MLS.
2: No, the part owner of the New England Revolution did not retweet me. However, the part owner of the third best team in MLS did in fact retweet me yet.
1: God, how are you doing them so dirty when the part owner retweeted your tweets? That's wow. <laughs> Wow, that's, wow I, There's no other words for that Wow
2: Hope he doesn't go and undo the retweet If Drew Carey listens <laughs> to this If Drew Carey tells me he listens to this podcast I'll say Seattle is the best team in the league That's that's my <laughs> take now That's how willing I am to change my mind It's all about Drew Carey
0: That's right, Drew would sell out his opinion For, for Drew Carey, one, yes one Twitter interaction
2: With Drew Carey, yes <laughs>
1: Oh, that That's an interesting Conversation for another day where we need to try To get we need to do like an episode In the offseason where we just try to get interactions <laughs> Or tell stories about our interactions Like I want to hear about all of Josh's interviews how they went and stuff like that um, And Kosey
2: DeFaro Follows us on Twitter
1: he does do that uh, Because in the next great.
2: best great Center back
1: he is Hot take going to Europe probably soon Because he's unbelievable this Season uh, and Dallas, just send everybody to Europe because they're great. Uh, Let's do games to watch. Or no, we have to do players of the week. Which, I guess, speaking of Nkosi, he's not anybody's player of the week. uh, Because there were a lot of good options. And Josh's was interesting. Uh, I don't necessarily know why he went with this player. But, let's start with Drew. Because, Drew, you and I, our opinions don't matter, so... Who is your player of the week?
2: My player of the week is, Connor, you said you were going to ignore your Nashville take. I am not going to ignore your Nashville take, and I'm going to stay in Nashville with Honey money making Mukhtar scoring a goal <laughs> and an assist against DC United, which I don't know if you... I don't think you saw the result of the Nashville-DC Please United. tell
1: me. That's what you call him behind the scenes at Nashville.
2: I mean, it's not like I get to hang out with him or anything. So I call him that, but it's not like he's... You know, we're not OGs by any stretch.
1: Okay, but do other people call him that?
2: No. That's that's my own oh. thing. Honey Money making Mukhtar. The most underrated player in MLS, but that's a different conversation. But a goal and assist against DC United. He's been slight, silently tearing it up in Nashville or silently tearing the league up. And yeah, tore it up against DC United. A banger and got an assist. Him, Randall Eyal, and Josh's player of the week, C.J. Sapong, have been tearing it up. Which, I think it's Connor's turn. So, before Josh gets to tell us why C.J. Sapong is his player of the week, Connor, who is your player of the week? Man, we almost had a trifecta of Nashville players. <laughs> Crap, I would have told my Josh, bosses to listen to the
1: podcast. Dang it. Okay. I'll change <laughs> it up, because this guy deserves it. And we give this, my guy too many. Randall Leal, because the guy scored two goals out of nowhere. Uh, I didn't see this coming at all. Two important goals to steal the victory. Randall Leal, my player of the week. And I went with, as Drew said, CJ
0: Sapong. He scored a brace for DC, and I think DC was winning, right? They were up one nothing, and then he started scoring for them. Kind of helped Never. turn the tide for Nashville and what ended up being a resounding victory. For the men in gold. Boys in gold. That, boys Kobig. And gold.
2: Come on, you boys in gold. Kobig. It's not gold,
0: but that does we have to talk about that? <laughs> 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 so yeah, Nashville Nashville came away with the big win. Nice come from behind as they have uh decided to do this year for some strange reason. And then uh, yeah, I picked Raul read yes yeah, as, as my second. Uh but yet Nani won this week, which I don't necessarily
1: agree with, but okay. Wait, is that left over from last week? Very possibly. <laughs> probably. Um, this is double history because it's the first time we've ever had three players of the week from the same team, right?
0: Yes. It I is also, Raul Ruiz Diaz who won, by the way. It's not Nani.
1: Makes sense. So, Raul Ruiz Diaz won. That was my pick, but I went with Lial because I don't. I forgot he scored two goals, frankly. Um, and while they weren't the flashiest, big goals for Nashville. Let's do our games to watch, where unfortunately Nashville isn't an option, and I don't think any of CJ Pong's former teams are either, because I think he only played for Chicago. I
0: think and Philly, he was Philadelphia, so he did. He was qualify. with Philly. You can't well, escape speaking CJ. of Philly
1: Yeah, you can't escape. Esp- you can't escape <laughs> <laughs> it's Scott CJ because I picked Philly versus Montreal Saturday night as my game of the week. Two playoff teams right in the hunt. Uh, Big game for both sides. Who will come out on top? Who will push their way further up to the table? Who will put their playoff dreams at risk? Big, big game for me. So I went Philly versus Montreal. Let's go next with Josh, because I want to yell at Drew.
0: Yeah, I... Went with the Hudson River Derby between Red Bulls and NYCFC. Uh, We haven't spent tons of time talking about them, but NYCFC are slowly making their way up the table. They're now second in the Eastern Conference. Starting to make a little bit of noise up there with Nashville and Orlando and obviously the Revolution. Um, But because this is the Hudson River Derby, who knows? Maybe the terrible Red Bulls can pull out a win against what is clearly the better team in in NYCFC. So I will be very interested in the results of this game. Drew, tell us your pick, and then we'll find out why
1: Connor is so angry about it.
2: Yeah, I picked Miami-Toronto. I just want to see who's worse. (laughs) There's no in-depth analysis. Who's worse?
1: No conversation. It's Miami. We know this. It's clear. Wait, who has the lowest points total out of 27 teams?
2: Having played who two more Chris games. Who had Chris
1: Armis as a coach for half the season?
2: Red Bulls. Supporter Shield winning Chris Armas.
1: <laughs> oh, God. If All right, you hire him as a head coach. We didn't even mention that.
0: Oh, you guys, yeah, guys hired he a head coach. a new coach, yeah. You know why we haven't talked about it? Because nobody cares, because nobody knows if it's the right move.
1: <laughs> I All I saw was praise. <laughs> I yes, saw an article
2: I, written by Mr. Josh Boland about why Heinze is exactly what Atlanta needs.
0: By the way, I considered writing the same exact article, but just <laughs> substituting Gonzalo Pineda's name
1: for it. <laughs> I still might do that.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: do it as a notes. Do it as a notes note because there's no way they'll put it up on the website. And do it exactly know. the same where you literally just take out the name, <laughs> it's the exact same article.
0: I would, I would have to alter a bunch of stuff because... No, I, no, 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 no,
1: no. <laughs> keep it the same. You keep it the same.
0: But yeah, no one no one is really talking about Pineda because this is very much a wait-and-see kind
1: of situation with Atlanta at this point. And another wait-and-see situation is how badly Josh will continue to do at fantasy. Oh, hey, uh,
0: speaking of fantasy, I decided to be really stupid and... Uh, spend $20 on a, a fantasy Premier League and so now I'm in a league for that and guess what? I already hate it because I captained Harry Kane and he did not play this weekend and I wasn't allowed to change my lineup after I found that out. So, folks, fantasy soccer is stupid.
1: Well, now that we know... I just have Harry
2: stuff. Kane on my team.
1: Oh, God. and I didn't do it because I'm smart. <laughs> Unlike Josh, whose team is just an abomination. <laughs> uh, you have seven hundred and ten points. Fifteenth is sitting at eight hundred and eight. Um, so it's just embarrassing. Drew's at least over a thousand, so I'll give him that sitting in thirteenth. I'm in ninth with eleven or one thousand one hundred and eighty-seven points. Just ahead of Dave's Delights, who is sitting with uh, 1184 points, but top of the league is crushing all of us. Uh, Goat Breckshea Nelson, believe former site head, um, 1,389 points. He's one point up on older goaler because he had players playing tonight. Uh... Price and Reynoso. So we'll see how they do tonight. Uh, but older goaler sitting in second with Peachy Swagger sitting in third. Colorado Crapids sitting in fourth. And Anelta FC uh, sitting in fifth. Blender Daddy's boys has fallen. He is now sitting in sixth. But it's a tight race between the two uh, Revolution fans. So tight race at the top of the MLS Multiplex Fantasy table. We will see how they do this week. This is the first time we've mentioned it in a little while. Uh, So if you haven't joined, please do. It'll be linked down below in the description of the podcast. Uh, But unless either of you have anything you want to add to this marathon of a podcast, which wasn't supposed to be a marathon, Drew, take us out.
2: Yes. And as I take you out, the Colorado Rapids have wanted a only kick against the Galaxy, so I will update you as that happens. But yes, thanks, guys, so much for listening. Uh, where's the goalie? Oh, there he is. His green jersey was blending in with the grass. And Jonathan Lewis, bang, from a at 1-0 Colorado. Wow. All right, so, yes, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, as always, is the website, mlsmultiplex.com, where you can find all sorts of really good stories recapping games previewing games and everything in the middle so visit the website be sure to follow the website on twitter at mls multiplex um to see stories as I get tweeted you can follow us on twitter to see our really bad soccer takes myself at underscore drew hubbard connor at cwg somerville and josh at josh underscore boland and again thank you guys so much for listening uh we will be here again next week to catch you up on more MLS actions. So take care until then, and we will talk to you all next week.
1: Thank you for listening to the MLS Multiplex Podcast. Check out all of the contributors' written work at MLSMultiplex.com.